0: Good afternoon, Gram Slam podcast fans. I am your host, Brandon Anderson, and we have quite an episode here for you today. It is episode eight, The Molo Strikes Back. And sure enough, as I go to start recording this podcast here today on August 16th, 2021, I usually spend Monday and Tuesday recording, editing, and everything. Come to find out, the opening segment I had planned for this uh, podcast was to talk about the expansion of the Pioneer League and man do I have some breaking news for every everyone. The Pioneer League just dropped a bomb on baseball fans. So it is fresh off the market is basically here's the news. I'm going to read the article straight from MILB.com. The Pioneer League has announced it is expanding to Flathead County, Montana. The Kelly family is to own a new baseball club intends to build ballpark in Flathead Valley area in Montana. The Pioneer League board of directors today, August 16, 2021, approved the application of Ridge Run Baseball LLC to join the league with a team expected to play in 2022 in Flathead County, Montana, encompassing the communities of the Valley. It'll be the 10th team in the league joining the Northern Colorado Owls, who will also begin play in the 2022 season. The yet-to-be-named team will be led by an ownership group of the Kelly family, owners of a national construction company. The Kelly family has been part-time residents of Flathead County for over 20 years. We are truly excited to bring the Pioneer League to Flathead County, one of the fastest-growing and most beautiful regions in the country, said PBL President Mike Shapiro. With the Kelly family's ownership of the team and their commitment to building a first-class ballpark, Flathead County will enjoy The benefits of a great family entertainment experience while watching some of the most outstanding young professional baseball players in the country. The team's proposed new ballpark to be constructed on a parcel of land located north of, I believe it's Kalispell, Kalispell? off Highway 93, will feature approximately 2,500 seats in addition to berm seating and other social gathering areas. The facility will host a range of family-friendly sports and entertainment events, provide an intimate fan experience, and will serve as a center for a wide variety of local community activities. Our family is proud to bring minor league baseball and professional sports to the Flathead Valley community, said Marty Kelly. We look forward to giving back to the region and bringing friends and families together through professional baseball and other events all year long. Uh, the Kelly family are also the founders of the Sunbelt Baseball League, a college league, s- s- a college summer wood bat league serving the Georgia and Alabama areas. The atmosphere for baseball here in Flathead County is a perfect fit. We could not be happier to see a Pioneer expansion team here in the county, a team for all of the communities here in the valley to support and to rally behind, said Randy Burchell, chairman of the Flathead County Commission. So, kind of to give the backstory, if you are new to the podcast or not 100% aware of the Pioneer League, let me give you a little backstory on it. Since 1939, the Pioneer League has operated in the Mountain West region. Beginning in 2021, the Pioneer Baseball League became a major league baseball professional partner league with teams in Montana, Billings, which includes Billings, uh, Missoula, and the Great Falls, Idaho, Boise and Idaho Falls, Utah, Ogden, and Colorado, Grand Junction, and Colorado Springs. The Northern Colorado Owls, formerly the Orem Owls out of Utah, and an expansion team in Flathead County, Montana, will join the league for the 2022 season. For inform- more information on this story or any other updates that may come out of this, definitely check out the pioneerleague.com. Um, just kind of give a resource for our Pioneer fans. Um, About Flathead County, it was founded in 1893. Flathead County is the fourth largest county in Montana. There are three incorporated cities in the county. Uh, Kalispell, which is the largest, has a population of 19,927. Two additional with two additional major cities include Whitefish, with a population of six thousand three hundred fifty-seven, and Columbia Falls, with a population of four thousand six hundred eighty-eight. Um, so, with that, that's the end of the article from the Pioneer League's or MILB's website. But with the amount of seats that'll have two thousand five hundred, they should have no problem filling those seats. Baseball, to, from what my knowledge is of looking from the outside, uh, baseball in Montana is massive for this league, so not surprised they're uh, bringing in another team in that region. Um, but it, it's just funny because, like I said, this opening segment I had already pre-planned was going to be talking about the Orem Owls and discussing the expansion for the Pioneer League because at this point, with the... Northern Colorado Owls, that would bring our teams to nine teams. That's not going to work for um, a league that has four games per day and eight teams. You can't just add another team in there and expect it to work. So we knew there was another team coming somewhere, somehow. We didn't know where, and to be honest with you, that's kind of what I was going to – Base this episode off of and the opening segment was basically discussing where options were for another team um colorado as we know has three teams now uh grand junction rockies northern colorado owls and then of course the rocky mountain vibes so it was a question whether if there was expansion into the future with a 10th team or were they cutting a team out? That was the other question I kind of, and that doesn't really go off of expanding, but it's definitely an option when you really look at things, and uh, it raises questions, unfortunately. I mean, the, the Rocky Mountain vibes, um, as we've talked about on this podcast, as I've talked about with other fans, um, staff of the Rocky Mountain vibes, uh, family, f- you name it, This team is not where they need to be. This has got to be, it's the worst team in the league. Um, They have 15 wins on the entire season. 57 right now they're sitting at with losses. And it's the lowest in the league. I mean, there's teams out there that have double the amount of wins they do. Or 90% of the the league has that amount of wins. Um, Almost more than 30. So, You've got this team that has so much talent on it, and I'm not discounting the fact of the team. Um, There are players on this team that, uh, in my opinion, don't deserve to be on this team. They deserve to be higher up in baseball, um, whether that be in Monclova in Mexico or in the Major League Baseball scene. Um, Again, I am not aware of any contracts or how the vibe system works because they're the only team in the Pioneer League that have a agreement or contract with a professional baseball team, which is Monclova, down in Mexico, and that's their their league, essentially, of MLB in Mexico. Um, so we, we've not seen, I think I may have talked about this last week, or talked about it on Instagram, is we've not seen any players traded from any team to the vibes. We've not seen players traded from the vibes to any of the teams in the pioneer league. But if you look across the pioneer league, you can clearly see that teams are trading players left and right. There's transactions happening. MLB is signing players from the pioneer league. This is not happening on the vibes level. I have still not got any word from anyone um, in the league the vibes organization or anything about how this works. Why is this not the case? Is this contract exclusive to Monclova where they hold the ultimate rights to these players contracts and they cannot be traded without them making that trade. And even then, would they trade them to another pioneer league team or would they keep them in the farm system for the overall, um, Baseball League in Mexico and their farm teams, because I'm assuming the Vibes are not the only American um, MILB-type team that essentially is the farm system for these Mexico teams. I'll have to do some research and really look into that, um, and we'll cover that next week on next week's episode, essentially. Um, but it, it, like I said, I want to start out this episode by kind of doing a expansion Talk and i i mean it's kind of been solved at this point we now know that montana is getting that 10th team um so it it remains to see where the pioneer league goes from here will they expand larger than 10 teams down the road in a couple years will they pick up other teams um as i've talked about on this podcast the color springs snow socks who are new to color springs this past season they are part of the Pecos League. The Pecos League is massive. It is a massive league. Um, so could we see the Pioneer League grow? Is that their intention? Is that their goal? Um, and to have different divisions other than the North and South, could they have an East and West? It, there's so many questions uh, that to be answered, um, and hopefully maybe we can... Again, get someone on this podcast from the Pioneer League to discuss all this type of stuff. I I would love to have conversation and try to see where the Pioneer League is going. Um, Next year, I I have a lot of um, questions to debate whether I am going to solely focus on the Pioneer League or to bring in the Pecos League as well. Now, like I said, the Pecos League is massive. I, I don't... Necessarily think I am gonna be covering the entire Pecos League, uh, maybe the division that the Color Springs Snow Socks are in, um, but it, it's interesting to see where this all goes. The Snow Socks again, their logo has history to it. It brings back so many Color Springs memories with the Sky Socks. And frankly, with the the Rocky Mountain vibes, like I, I love the Pioneer League. They're innovative. They're a hard, demanding baseball league that there is so much action going on in the Pioneer League every night that there's games. Um, they have a set schedule, which is pretty nice. So that's another thing I'll get into a topic today later about is some changes to the Rocky Mountain vibes and the Colorado or sorry, the Grand Junction Rockies uh, schedules uh, with their series has kind of been like out of touch, I would say. Um, It's no longer part of what was originally scheduled, so I don't know what happened there. But I'll talk about that later on in the podcast as well. But first, I wanted to go ahead and move back into the expansion talk. Um, obviously, we now know there is officially a ninth and tenth team coming to the Pioneer League in the 2022 season. Um, originally, like I said, I was going to talk about this tenth team. We don't know a name yet. We obviously know the location, um, but let's let's expand on this uh, Pioneer expansion talk. Um, kind of the wrap around what I was going to essentially bring up. Um, Anytime you have these type of leagues out there um, that are, in my opinion, they're they're like a pickup league. um, Where they start their own franchise. Um, The Pioneer League is obviously affiliated with MLB um, to an extent. And I think that when we look at a map for the Pioneer League, um, we obviously know at this point that the Pioneer League... Covers a total of four states. You have Colorado, Utah, Idaho, and Montana. Currently, Colorado has two teams, Utah has one, Idaho has two, Montana has three. Now, with the ninth and tenth team arriving into the Pioneer League next season, that'll um, bring the total of three teams in Colorado and four teams. In Montana Um, it's just crazy to think when you have this league and one state has four teams Our Colorado has three or will have three Um, Utah has one so it, it brings questions to where else could we expand out to this league is amazing in my opinion it's got a lot of potential um, I don't see eye-to-eye with how terrible the vibes have been, but that's beside the point. You're going to have those outliners of teams that are not great. Um, but when I look at a, a map of the United States and this western Midwest area, state missing a team is Wyoming. Um, Now, I'm not familiar if Wyoming has any minor league baseball teams. They probably do. I'm just not quite aware of them. Um, But my two locations I have picked off the map for possible expansion in the future, 2023-2024, would be Casper, Wyoming. Um, I think Cheyenne you could, but it's, it's on the border of Colorado and it's pretty close to... Uh, where the Northern Colorado Owls will be at in Windsor, Colorado. So it's it's pretty close to there. I don't think you need a team there. But I think Casper is a great location. Um, there's also Rock Springs. I'm not quite sure the size of that uh, city, but I know for an instance that's originally where I was supposed to go on fire assignment was Rock Springs uh, before we set tone in Saratoga. Um, And then of course adding a state. The other state would be South Dakota, um, which currently right now I have picked Rapid City, South Dakota as the contender for a Pioneer League team. Um, I'm not quite sure. Obviously their city is pretty decent size. They have a college there, um, things like that. So Rapid City would essentially be a prime location for this, and I think that they could they could pull it off very, very well, in my opinion. Um, you'd have, this would be the, technically, if you added Wyoming, it'd be the sixth state the Pioneer League is in, um, but they all kind of correlate on the highway uh, for travel. Um, so it, it would work, um, especially with having the... Rocky Mountain Vibes are the team at the very south of the league. Uh, Grand Junction is more uh, west, northwest of Colorado Springs, kind of just by a hair. I mean, it's almost directly west of Colorado Springs, and then of course you have Windsor, Colorado, which is north. Um, but you could easily move the league up in the Casper, Wyoming, that puts a team right in the middle of Wyoming. And then just up the highway, a ways to the east is Rapid City. It would totally work. Um, I, I believe that this this league could grow massively. Um, I kind of refer back to the Pecos League, um, which standing is a is a massive league um, compared to obviously compared to the. Uh, Pioneer League. The Pecos League has been around for quite some time, but when you pull up a map of their league, they cover a total of six states. Um, there's a mountain division and a Pacific division. California alone has eight teams in it, um, Colorado has two currently, New Mexico has three. Arizona has one, Texas has one, and Kansas has two teams. So this league is massive. Um, essentially, when you span it out across the southern-western part of the United States of America, they, ha- they have teams all over the south end of it. Um, a total amount of teams is just double of the Pioneer League currently at this very moment. They have uh, 16 teams. So when you look at this, you could easily expand the Pioneer League out to 18 or sorry 16 teams total um, that could take care of the northern western part of the United States. You could have again Colorado, Utah, Idaho, Uh, Wyoming, Montana, South Dakota. I mean, you could even add um, essentially Nebraska and North Dakota into that, and you've got a a chunk of the northern-western part of the country to have leagues in that would essentially work and really bring more teams to the country, um, to, to America, and to give more of a opportunity for basically more development Um, you would have more options for teams in the MLB to pick up these players and why not more baseball more contenders for the season I, I definitely think you keep the season length the exact same do not add to the season I think that's a little overboard But you can expand on the playoff picture. Now, I'm not 100% sure how the Pecos League playoffs work, but I think they could adopt something similar to that if they were to add a couple more teams um, added on to what they have now. So expansion is a huge thing that, again, it brings more money to communities. As I I talked about earlier, with this new team in Montana – the local government is essentially in um, in Flathead County is stating how this is going to bring so much money to the community. Uh, the team is going to be giving back a lot of money to the community. And essentially when I was first starting the Gram Slam podcast about a year ago or a year and a half ago um, that never got underway because of COVID, There was a lot of talk, essentially, about how the MLB was cutting the minor league baseball, the Rocky Mountain vibes, and most of the teams in the Pioneer League were going away. And it was going to be a disaster for a lot of these communities that get support from their local minor league baseball team. And a lot of people just don't understand when we are talking about expansion, we're talking about potentially even cutting teams, because not that the Pioneer League's talked about that, but just in overall, when you're cutting a team, people don't think about everybody that works at a stadium. Um, you've got your owner of the team down to the person that cleans bathrooms, so let's just say that's the lowest job. It may not even be the lowest job, your custodian. Most of those people that are working in those jobs, a lot of them depend on it. Now, of course, they are seasonal jobs here and there. Um, I know a lot of stadiums within the Pioneer League do a lot of off-season stuff, um, whether it be movies at the ballpark, um, community events, things that still require those staff to show up. Um, essentially are there you still have your social media marketing teams it may just be a person depending on the team and things like that that when you step back and you look at the overall picture now I don't know how many employees any of the Pioneer League teams employ Um, but I know it's quite a bit Um, just looking around a Rocky Mountain vibes game you can tell how many employees there are uh, their concession stands here locally in Calder Springs are ran by local high school bands and athletics divisions and they work off tips. So the students aren't necessarily getting paid to do that from my knowledge, but those tips that are being left for those schools, bands, the athletic divisions go right back into those schools and they are, taking time out of their day to work concessions after school or during the summer to make money to fund the upcoming school year or whatnot. And besides that, you then look at the Rocky mountain vibes do a lot for, uh, homeless veterans. I started a campaign this year with that. And then just the overall community events, that they hold. There's a lot of community members that bring their organizations out to the Rocky Mountain Vibes games to promote um, mental health, um, foster care for kids, children in those situations. There's so much. There is so much that goes into one baseball game and having those providers there. Promoting their businesses even small businesses as well. Um, Locally, we have a it's called humble barbecue They're one of the best barbecue. I think I've had in forever shout out to them at the Rocky Mountain vibes game If you have not been to a game or you have and you've not tried humble barbecue out Get over to that stand which is located on the first base side at the top of the concourse It is amazing food for a decent price. You get quite a bit of food um no this is not sponsored uh but anyway so you got all these organizations small businesses and then you also have your teams that are making money off their clothing jerseys hats um anything that's in like the shops now i don't know directly where that money goes to who it benefits um when these teams are not 100% um depending on major league baseball I don't know where that money goes or how that works. But most of the time, your teams are also doing charity raffles for game-worn jerseys. That is another huge part of minor league baseball is they will do a community event for something. I know the Rocky Mountain Vibes back in 2019 did a military appreciation jersey for bidding. Uh, Most of the jerseys started out at $75.00. Some people went all the way up to $200 for one jersey, depending on their bidding. They also had the Breast Cancer Awareness um, jerseys during the season in 2019. Same thing goes there. It went to charity, any money raised. Jerseys started out at $75. Again, most people bid it up quite a bit. This year, we have not necessarily done any jersey raffles. They currently have one going on for the La La Rona jerseys or el el jerseys and i don't know where this money is going i i don't think they've said maybe they haven't i've completely missed it i would assume it would be going into local um, hispanic community here locally in color springs i don't know i'll have to look into that Um, but these teams depend on fans and I'm still trying to learn a little bit more on the Pioneer League and and these different leagues or whatnot of what they consider acceptable attendance rates. Rocky Mountain Vibes are averaging, I think, roughly about um, fifteen to 3,000 people a game. I'm not quite sure if they've got up fully to 3,000 Is this past Uh, game I went to I think it was on Saturday um had to be one of the busiest games I've ever been to um at least this year in my opinion so and who knows how many of those tickets were given out free to the military and veterans and community sponsors and things like that but they depend on when you go to those stadiums to purchase the the food um buy merchandise, sponsor local businesses that are there running their businesses for food. Um, usually it's food that is being sold, essentially, for local businesses. Maybe you have some something else there. But these stands, essentially, are trying to support their families, and this is just another outlet for them to make money. Which it's it's a great a great area to get into food service and if you have good product to bring it out to a baseball game because more times out of ten the more food that's there and more options the more you're gonna have fans come out. Um, being a season ticket holder, trust me, the food gets old, it gets boring, and it's hard, it's expensive after a while as well when you're a season ticket holder. So. I think as time goes on, I hope we get more vendors in there uh, for their food and stuff. But Humble Barbecue, top-notch, top-notch. And then you can also go look at the other side of things where local breweries for beer are also providing their beer to a lot of these minor league teams. And that's just another filter of where your money is going to support local businesses and I hear all the time people complaining about oh the Rocky Mountain vibes logo sucks their name sucks we don't want to be part of any of this they're a bad team yeah they may be a a terrible team in the wins and losses column but you're out there supporting these kids mind you these kids that are trying to make their dreams a reality and that's all I hear people talk about Rather, um, whatever like culture or background or political view or whatever it is you have, these kids are just out there trying to make the most out of their life, their career. And they're not getting paid that much to do it either. Now, let me be clear on that. Minor League Baseball players are not getting paid nearly anything they should be. But I will tell you this. When you're going out supporting those teams, spending that money, um, donating to at the the stand, when you get change back, you don't want the change, you donate it. This is what community is all about. You are supporting so much, and a lot of times they'll do school stuff too, added on to the concession stands. So the, your money for those tickets are going back into your community. It's a local business and for anyone that wants to come and state that these teams are just worthless they don't mean anything we're not supporting them, we're not going to it but then sit there complaining that people aren't shopping local and going to local events rather than rather than going to walmart going to target or going to a major country or uh any kind of concert essentially of these big name stars are making millions of dollars and not supporting local artists and things like that. This is you're you're basically contradicting yourself when you're complaining about this type of situation because if you're not supporting local and your local baseball teams, you're not supporting anything. And that's why I want to get out next year and support the Color Springs Snow Sox and the Pecos League, because these are all organizations that support our communities, and anything that supports Color Springs, which I was born and raised here, I'm more than happy to give back to those places. And, I mean, even the Pecos League, they were doing first responder night. I, I wish Rocky Mountain Vibes would do some more of that. It seems like they were when they were the Color Springs Sky Sox. But they are more towards military right now, which is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. We are a massive military town. Um, I think we have five total military bases in Collar Springs alone, and but your first responders are also at those games. Medical staff, um, EMTs for AMR uh, med or ambulance company. Uh, sometimes you have. Local fire department making sure when there's firework night that the surrounding uh wooey area, which in wildland fire terms, it is the um, wildland urban interface area, which basically where the Rocky Mountain Vibes area sits is uh, currently right now, it is grassland beef, uh, behind the stadium where they shoot the fireworks off. That is being developed into a housing community so even more inner urban interface Um, but it essentially used to be a, a golf course but it still had a lot of brush and stuff in that area so you'd bring out the calder springs fire department to make sure there was no wildland fire that broke out from these fireworks they're shot at a low um at a low angle um, and not really that high. Some of them go pretty high, but not most. And they shoot them from outside the stadium. It's one of the few stadiums I've seen that has never shot them inside the park. I don't know where that decision ever was made. If it It's fire code. I don't know. Um, either way, when you're going to these games, you're supporting everything from nobody's working, and not to be rude, but nobody's working their jobs to hire professionals like first responders and things like that. This is why going to these games and having these teams and supporting them, whether they are the worst team in the league or the best, it overall supports everything around that team. And that's why I support them. That's why I support these, like, pickup leagues. And I know the XFL, which is a football league, the extreme football league, I think that's what it actually is still standing for, um, was a, obviously ran by a billionaire, uh, Vince McMahon, and was sold off to uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Redbird Capital, and Danny Garcia um, just recently when they went bankrupt because of covid um, I'm a huge supporter of that league. Uh, it, it brings in, it. brings exactly what the Pioneer League is bringing to everything. And I, I do support these type of uh, small pickup things or stardom leagues and stuff like that. Because when you step back and you realize what they're supporting, what they are offering with jobs, community events a place for families to go, a place for kids to be kids. Now, <laughs> it's a different subject for another day of security should be a little better at uh, Rocky Mountain Vibes games, but topic for another day. Um, but you're you're giving these opportunities for families to go out and have fun with their kids. I take my kids out there all the time have for years. That's where I got to be come into baseball so much was my grandparents taking me to the games. You name it. So do me a favor if you are ever in doubt about a team, how bad they are, how terrible terrible they are, step back and realize that you not supporting them is not supporting local businesses. Because that's exactly what it is Um, especially more so now that the um, MLB has kind of cut funding to a lot of these leagues and teams and they are running strictly off essentially community support and your fans and and whatnot so get out there support those teams this kind of went in more to a rant of Uh, supporting teams and this expansion, but it it all goes back to the expansion talk. The more teams there are in the league, the more communities are going to get these teams. They're going to have somewhere to go support. Baseball is still a huge sport in the United States. And, it may not be America's pastime anymore. I, I don't know if that ever officially changes or whatnot. I, I think football has become massive in this uh, country more so than anything else. But there's so many opportunities, and baseball is so much better in person. I would rather watch a game in person than going to sitting on the couch watching a game. After a while, that gets boring. It's not fun we're in person you can interact with players at least it's in the major league baseball maybe not so much especially with how big some of the stadiums are and how far away you have to sit but in the minor leagues you can have conversations with players get autographs support them and everything and that's what we are trying to do as a community whether they're horrible or not, I, I know there's been some Rocky Mountain Vibes games recently that I'm just like, I can't sit through this, I, I'm I'm going home. Um, and that's just how it is, at least you're out there, you're supporting them, and if you buy food, you don't, you bring in water, who knows, you're at least there, and that ticket prices, their tickets are going somewhere. Um, So this has been a very long opening topic, which is nearly 40 minutes, um, I think for this episode in particular, because there's such a confusion with schedules this past week. There was a game canceled on Sunday due to lightning slash rain for the Rocky Mountain Vibes in the Grand Junction Rockies. Yesterday's game for Monday was canceled and moved to a Saturday night game. My understanding, at least from perspectives, from my wife at least, she thought of yesterday was the first day of school here in Colorado Springs for most all districts. Probably not a wise idea to have a twelve th- or one thirty start time to a game. They it actually may have been twelve thirty for Monday games, um, where then they could move it to their off night, which they're still playing the Grand Junction Rockies, um, which was scheduled for August twenty eighth. It was supposed to be an off day. To travel back to Grand Junction. They don't need that off day to travel. Grand Junction not that far away. So they changed it into Toasty Mania Night. Which is combining pro wrestling and uh, the Rocky Mountain vibes. Even more so than they previously had with the Color Springs Wrestling Organization. So it's it's pretty awesome. Because again, if you've been around the last couple episodes or currently... I am starting a additional Gram Slam podcast, All Elite Wrestling, that starts this Saturday. You've seen already stuff posted on my Instagram account for uh, recaps, reviews, things like that. That'll all be covered on Saturday's episode. Um, but let's wrap this up. Um, if you're expecting kind of a recap, Rocky Mountain Vibes have not done nothing. They're 15-57 and 57 on the season. Uh, A lot of the team this week was just not up to their par. I think even the players, I had overheard some of the players even saying they weren't playing up to their normal standards. So it was not a good week for the Vibes, and uh, some schedules got changed. We had two off days. Uh, Let the players kind of enjoy their time. Maybe that'll reset them for this upcoming series. At this point, the Vibes, I don't know what it would take for a playoff Run, But I, I don't see it physically happening at this point. I, I don't know if they have enough games to essentially get into some position to do anything. So we'll go ahead and end this episode today right about the 40-45 minute mark. And then I'm still trying to wait to see if we get any transactions come through. Normally what I've seen is they post them um, right probably midday on Wednesday. So keep an eye out on Instagram uh, tomorrow for any transactions. The Rocky mountain vibes do see if anyone goes down to the Monclova Academy or potentially gets called up during the playoffs. Monclova um, team in Mexico is currently in the playoffs. Again, they were the champions back in 2019. So they are right back and they are winning. I believe they advanced from the first round already. So we could see potentially a call-up, if need be, from the Rocky Mountain Vibes to Monclova to instantly take someone who is here and put them straight into a playoff position. If you're listening, Monclova, Jacob Barfield is one of those players that should be up there in that playoff. He deserves it. So... We'll get back next week to kind of a more scheduled programming, a more different format. I'm going to put together a better format. We'll talk about the um, the league altogether, where we're standing at, the Rocky Mountain Vibes stand, uh, like record stands, things like that, upcoming schedule, and anything essentially like that. So... We will look forward to everything going forward. I appreciate everyone listening and really being there for this podcast. You guys make the difference. You make me want to do this podcast on a weekly basis, and I really do appreciate it. If you haven't already, go like, subscribe, and rate the podcast on Apple Pike Podcast. If you rate five stars, that helps this podcast grow and essentially can grow even more with the wrestling portion of all elite AEW wrestling podcast starting on Saturday. There's a reminder for that as well. If you're a huge wrestling fan or all elite wrestling fan podcast is coming. Um, it is something that I enjoy watching and following on a daily basis. So get out there again. Subscribe to the podcast so when a new episode like this one today goes up, you will be aware of it and ready to go. So, I appreciate everyone. I appreciate the Rocky Mountain Vibes organization, the fans, the Pioneer League for everything in supporting this podcast and really focusing on what we need, and that is more baseball throughout our country. Thanks to the Pioneer League, we are getting that expansion. So have a great rest of your week. And the Gram Slam podcast will return on Saturday for episode one of All Elite Wrestling Recap. Have a great one.